Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey everybody out there, welcome to episode number 10 of the Kevin and Philip Project. We are live at the new bowling alley in Salina, Kansas, the alley for Bowl for Kids Sake event for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Salina. So if there's a little bit of cussing or noise in the background, that's where that's there coming from. There will be noise in the background. I thought we wouldn't be able to do this because of the noise. And hello again from, uh, from Big Brothers, Big Sisters event. February 29th, we're doing this on a leap year. Leap year, right? yep. Leap year. And guess what? It's my good buddy Veronica Lilly's birthday. Comes around once every four years. It just makes her eight. <laughs> eight years old. She's the prettiest little eight-year-old I've ever seen. So, to start off, neither of us have the coronavirus still. No, Look at us. still haven't got it. And, uh, and you know what? I even just did a little bit of traveling, was on a plane with, with people from all over the country. It was it was uh, never mentioned. And believe it or not, in a convention with 2,000 people that came everywhere from Canada to both coasts, we have uh, new franchisees in our system from New Zealand and Australia, had meetings together with 2,000 of us in a room at a time, multiple times, never even brought up. Yep. Never brought up. Yep. Not one person was wearing a mask. Well, it's the biggest fake thing since Ebola virus. I, and I love, I love a good story with some irony in it, and I'm going to give you one. You, you, you walked right into this one. Okay. We have not discussed this. This was purely coincidental. So the masks that you're talking about. Right. right? right. So the, the, I'm talking about the masks that they're asking people to wear that loop over your ear. You get at the doctor's yep. office. I mentioned wearing them on the Southwest flights earlier in one of our podcasts to, to make sure nobody sits next to you. So there's a shortage of these masks right now. Yeah. Which here's the irony of the situation and why there's a shortage. Do you know the number one area that produces the most of these masks anywhere in the world? Has to be China. Wuhan, China, the epicenter of the coronavirus. You know, anytime I've been in New York City on the subway, been traveling, and and, uh, especially on the West Coast, if you ever go through uh, Oregon or Seattle up in that area, you will see that it is full of uh, Asian people. And almost half of them are wearing those masks, even whenever this scare of the coronavirus was out there uh they they just wear them constantly but i was reading the other day on a on a surgeon general's podcast or something i can't remember what it was but it said that it will prevent a person from getting the virus that you have but it doesn't keep them from not getting the virus so i don't know what good what good are they makes them feel better makes them feel better (laughs) so hey since the last podcast philip is now in his 50s just at the very beginning of my 50s. <laughs> well, two weeks ago, you were in your 40s. So. Well, when we went to Nashville last week, we had a pretty good little group follow us out after our corporate event. We had some people from here in Salina, the the Elkins, and we had uh, my buddies from down at McPherson, Mark and Amy McDaniel all came out. My brother that's here with us tonight, he's going to bowl. And by the way, he bowled two 300s last week in his league, so we're hoping that he turns into our ringer tonight. But anyway... Anyway, he came out, and then my other brother-in-law, Lisa's brother, came, and uh, we partied like uh, I was turning 21 instead of 50. It took us about four days to get over it, but 
a lot of fun. If you've never been to Nashville, Nashville is an awesome place to go for. So I, I would pick it way over Vegas. What's your favorite one bar? If you picked one bar that's your favorite just on Broadway there, kind of that main area in Nashville, what would it be? I, I like the best, and it's probably just because of the music and maybe the food that they had where it was the fourth floor of Old Reds. Okay. Yep. Uh, which I guess we kind of hung out there a lot because of Blake Shelton. But there's also another one. The best singer that I heard the whole weekend was in a place called Tequila Sunrise, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Unbelievable yep. singers in there. And he actually sat there. We, we chipped in. through. You know, they only make money by whatever the tips they get that day. The bars right. don't pay the people at all. Um, and we probably tipped the guy 50 or 60 bucks sitting there. So he let us pick the songs. And like I said before, he when he when we would tell him a song, it would take him about two seconds and he would get his, get his uh, chords going. And here he'd go. Rolling through, Ro- roll through any song yep. that you could say to him, which is an amazing yep. talent. And that, you know, there's, there's, it, it's one thing. You know, they all have the mic stands, and we might have talked about this on another podcast where they got their iPads and stuff connected up to it and all that. Um, and and that's great, but those are the ones I love when you can go up there and say a song. And I'm not, and they all know all the famous right. ones that people request. Right. But you could go up there and throw out some curveball. And that dude starts playing that guitar and starts going. Like, hey, that's I, impressive. I've to never me. heard, uh, you know, and, and we, went, we went bar to bar to bar, and a lot of times it's real nice weather, so we were up on the roofs at several of them listening to music. And, and the four floor, four floor buildings, there was a, you know, a band on each yep, floor. Yeah, so those are so cool. Building. So you'd leave one, go to the next, go to the next, and you'd find out real quick who the best ones are. But we listened to a girl, and I don't even know the name of this place. It was next to Old Reds in the, in the block just uh, next to it can't remember the name of it but this girl was singing so good i mean i thought hey natalie is in there you know from um, the dixie chicks mm-hmm. i thought she's in there singing i'm gonna get some really sing. So i walk in and it was just a random girl yep and uh she's unbelievable but big league talent guarantee you had big league talent sorry getting our picture taken um so anyway we turned 50 down there and actually came home and we'll discuss this a little bit later. We came home, direct flight back to Salina. Actually, there's no <laughs> such thing as a direct no. flight back to Salina. No. Nashville to Chicago, and then Chicago into yep. Nashville. And believe me, the weather does affect that flight. United said, go ahead and start picking, you know, pick your own flight because we realize there's going to be some weather delays. Yep. Well, there is no picking no. your own flight. There's only one. There's one flight <laughs> into Salina. Yep. Well, you know, something else, speaking of weather, um, that uh, was interesting this week. So I took off Tuesday for Tulsa, or be down in Oklahoma for a couple days, or I guess it was Oklahoma City, I'm sorry, not Tulsa, and uh, tried to get out of of town as early before the snow hit. Yeah. And when I left my house at about 7.15 that morning, I just watched the weather, they called for a a trace to one inch for Salina. I'm not kidding you, man, and and you and I were talking on the phone at the time. I, I was about 10 miles south of Salina, and there's a couple inches of snow on the ground. So I called my wife and said, hey, you better get ready. It's coming. Yeah. And she said, well, I just got an alert. They just bumped us up to the 7 to 9-inch range because that, that storm that you're going through and is out west is on its way here. So you better – it's going to come. And how much snow did we get? I had not a drop. Yeah. And I'll tell you something that was really neat. When we came flying in from uh, – we landed – the plane landed from the south going north. So it went a little bit south down towards this area that we, as we flew over. And we could see the line of snow. Yep. It was a dry line. And then if you watch on the National Weather Service, there was about a five-mile wide yeah. line that's probably seven to ten inches. And the pasture or your neighbor next door didn't get a drop. Yep. That's crazy. So, 
Well, the other thing that I've been busy with over the last few weeks is uh, I've been hand pollinating our lemon tree. That's always a good time. How do you do that? We have a, uh, a dwarf Meyer lemon tree that loves it outside in the summertime, but does not do well in the wintertime, so we have to bring it in in the winter. Well, this dumb tree, for whatever reason, always blooms in the wintertime when it's inside our house. And although I've thought about releasing a, a, a swarm of honey bees, bees honey in bees. our house. It's a little I've, cold for honeybees. It is. Well, I don't know that I want them flying around my house. So I have learned how to pollinate the flowers by hand. So I can look at the flower and see if it's a male or female yeah. and get the pollen on the end of a Q-tip and then touch it to the female plant to pollinate that plant. And you think so, it's taken? Um, well, Did last you year we this project? Uh, it's all over YouTube. That's yeah. where I actually got yeah. it from. But we had, I think we had four lemons last year. So I, I did, it, did it well. You know my mom is a bee raiser. My, I've got a mom, an aunt, my little brother. They all raise bees. That fascinates and me. And they, they, they have bees different bee uh, hives that have different personalities. Some will attack you if you walk even near it. Others are, others are more docile. But, I mean, they, you have to feed these guys. Uh, you have to feed these guys in the winter. It's a, it is a full commitment to uh, be bee raisers. Yep. So something else I read on Twitter the other day I thought was interesting. I got a couple of interesting things that happened over the, the course of the past five days. So so I, I read an article. Um, I'll, I'll kind of pay attention to how this plays out, and, and I'll give everybody updates as, as it does. But uh, so so spring sports are in full swing at uh, in the college level right now. Right. And so Highland Community College had a softball game down in Mississippi, down at uh, East Mississippi Community College the other day. So they took the 11 or 12-hour drive. Is this a baseball? Softball. Softball, softball. Okay. Sorry, yep, softball team. They took an 11- or 12-hour drive, whatever it was, and went all the way down there. Got there the night before, get in the hotel room, and find out that the East Mississippi Community College canceled their doubleheader while they were down there. The reason they canceled the doubleheader was so that everyone can come cheer on their Lady Lions in the MACJC Tournament Championship. So their, their basketball teams were playing in a tournament championship, so and they softball. wanted the students to come cheer them on. So they canceled a softball game after the team drove 12 hours to get there. <laughs> that I, is great. Hey, hey, if we're going to go into the sports here for a second, I've got – we didn't talk about our crazy stories of the week yet. Nope. I'm, I'm like you if I'd have been the bus driver in particular. Now, the kids probably didn't mind taking the trip, but the bus driver and the coaches are really hot. On that deal. That's, that's a lot of money for that trip. So, leading into hot coaches, last Tuesday, the Salina Central played at Newton. Oh, yes. And apparently, and I only read this, now since I read about it, I have talked to several kids that were there. I personally wasn't there, so I didn't see what on. the One of the boys on the basketball team is over at my parent. house a lot. And he said it was crazy. He said it got a little bit scary just being a kid sitting on the bench. You know, he was, he says, a little spooky how crazy they were acting. 30 fouls, seven technicals, two technicals on uh, the head coach was ejected from the game. The fans were so rough. If you haven't heard this yet, the fans were so rough. That in, in Kansas, it's a three-man officiating team. One of the officials walked off the court and said, done, ain't coming back. Just, and this is before halftime. I thought he left at halftime. The kids told me that he left during the game, just went to the end and went and got dressed and went home. 
Never have I ever seen that. Yep. And the never. fans have got to be horrible. And uh, there's got to be something done, not just in Newton, but it's it's an epidemic going around the country that fans are too involved in high school sports. If you want to be a nut and pay for going to a college game or a pro game, I, I think maybe just pro yep. game, just pro game. If you want to be that big of a nut, go there. Yep. Don't bring that into a high school <laughs> gymnasium. So, and, I, and I honestly would think that the referee could have said, the game can either be forfeited or we're emptying the stands and the only yep. ones staying here are the, are the players. Yeah, they. I think they let that one go a ways. I, I, I'm with you. I wasn't at the game, so I can't speak to, to how good or bad the officiating right. was or, or what the situation was. But, man, I tell you what, that many technicals, coaches getting thrown out, you know, at some point – I don't. Everybody probably has a different threshold, but at some point you just got to say, "Yep, we're done." Like well, this the, isn't this isn't good. The potential of it being refereed bad is is possible. I mean, there are some unskilled referees out there, and I'm not knocking referees at all. I'm just telling you that the older guys that could teach them have just given it up and yep. said, "To heck with it! I'm not going to ref anymore and get abused. Yep. I'm not going to ref anymore for the low pay." I heard a guy telling a story about in the state playoffs. He said that he drove from Salina two hours up up into the northeast part of the state, northwest part of the state. And he said uh, after after uh, driving all the way there, all the way back, his check when he got home on a playoff game was 54 bucks. You know how much. And, and that's that's what's going to kill it. Nobody's going to go do it for 50 bucks, 54 bucks. That was a party foul, by the way. Somebody did just you dropped hear, yeah, bucket did you hear of somebody beer. just drop their beer over here? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that that's it, though. Your your older, experienced referees aren't around to help the younger guys, saying, "Hey, that's not your place to call it and make that call," or or let's just let that go a little bit and talk to the kids. Yep. I can see where somebody can get yep. whistle happy, and, and I'm that's, guilty of it too. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say that I that I don't uh, say some things, but but that's the whole re- thing you're talking about is part of the reason they don't have the officials and why they're younger, potentially unskilled, those kind of things. Because I'm sure it's hard to find officials these days with some of the stuff that's going on It is, and I'm hearing that it's getting harder and harder in baseball because everybody just says, uh, I'm going to do softball. Yep. Softball's so much easier. It's timed. Uh, in, in the softball games in the state of Kansas, they, are they timed games? Uh, yeah. Yep. yep. So do so you know that you're here for an hour and a half or whatever the limit is? In a baseball game, you might be there till midnight yep. on an 8 o'clock start. So yep. I don't blame the guys. Well, my uh, my story of the week is also sports-related, so we'll jump into that, and then we'll probably have to pause so we can go bowl for a little bit and, and come back and finish the, finish the podcast up. But uh, So we had a kind of a big deal this week, and I don't know how big of a deal it was. I, 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 didn't, I couldn't find the answer to this, but uh, Thursday here in Salina at the Tony's Pizza Event Center, we had the, the – I know it's the first all-girls wrestling state championship in, in Kansas. Right. I don't know if it was in the United States. I heard somebody say it was. I don't know that that's actually the case. But what, what, whatever, it, it was the first in the state of Kansas, first time they've done this. So have you heard anything about what happened at the end of this wrestling tournament? No, no, haven't heard anything about it. I heard there were good crowds at it. Yep. So, so this is the good old uh, Kansas State High School Activities Association doing their best work. So, so apparently, and I did confirm this, I am not a wrestling guy at all. So I, oh, I asked uh, a friend of mine who has a son who used to wrestle quite a bit, so, and he did corroborate this. But So you're only allowed for high school activities association rules to, to wrestle no more than five matches in a day. So that's why the boys' state tournaments typically are two days long. Right. Because especially if you lose early on and have to make your way through the through the bracket you're going to wrestle more than than five matches 
So what I heard was there were several girls in this tournament that had to forfeit their final match. Quite a few of those were for third place, so yeah. pretty good medal because of how the brackets were set up and because they were already at their, it was a one-day tournament, and they were already at their five-match maximum. So they had to forfeit so the their last Kansas matches. So the High School Athletic Association did not uh, plan on this yeah, very well. They, they set up the bracket knowing full well that there's a good chance that some of these girls were going to have to wrestle more than five yeah. matches to get to the championship and didn't make any adjustments. You know, and not only are those those girls affected and not having the ability to, to finish that that tournament and get that medal, but that also affects the team scores when you got girls wrestling who end right. up having to forfeit. Right. So that was that was kind of a, an interesting deal. So I'm sure they'll take care of that and, and make some changes for that next year. But I, I, I guess you know you run wrestling tournaments all the time. I'm not sure how how that one was missed. So. Well, we're gonna we're gonna pause for now, um, and uh, we're gonna go get ready, get get a couple uh, we'll coronas. This will be it. We'll have you'll only feel this as a two second delay because this is a taped broadcast. But when we come back, we'll have some other things to talk about. We're gonna be talking about uh, how we just got finished bowling, so, and how we handled Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy well, will be with us. Yeah, Jimmy and Steven and me and Kevin so, are gonna be. So bowling he's supposed together. to. He made a he made a commitment last night. He's gonna wear a cape and a mask. So we'll see if he really does. And if he does, we'll we'll get a picture we'll of, of that honors. and uh, put that on our website. One one th one thing I wanna I wanna say before we go is uh, I put this on my on my Facebook page the other day, um, and uh, I'm gonna I'm. I'm, I'm going to give an intro because I'm going to go try to do my part. But uh, I read an article the other day that uh, people are not drinking Corona right. because of the I coronavirus. The so I, I said on my Facebook page Friday that I was going to go do what I could to, to help. help the Corona and Constellation nice. brands out. So I'm going to go have a few of those Coronas while I'm bowling here tonight. Well, I didn't spend my 20s drinking vodka to get killed by some disease named after vodka uh, virus after a, <laughs> stoli virus uh, oh you weren't drink. drinking stoli when you were in your <laughs> 20s <laughs> no i wasn't martin so all right well we're going to take a break we're going to go uh get ready and, and bowl and uh, we'll be back in a little bit to uh continue on with the podcast Goodbye. all right hey everybody we're at bowl for kids sake for big brothers big sisters february 29th 2020 it's a uh, full session right now, so we, we got a lot of bowlers coming in here this session, and then we're, we're going to bowl the 6 o'clock session, then the 8 o'clock session is the last one. I think, are all three of those full? Yeah, all 20 lanes have six-plus people. Cool. Well, this is this is an exciting event. We've got definitely got some higher numbers, so well, I want to introduce everybody to Cammie. She's one of our case workers at, at Big Brothers Big Sisters and also works on the event staff and helps us coordinate a lot of those events so yes. welcome thank you thank you You are our first actual real interview i don't i don't think and, anything and paul picked, did was an interview just this day i feel so special this day only comes around once every four years right all right so four years, every four years. i get it 29th that's good <laughs> all right well, so, so what we're going to do is we're just going to ask Amy a few questions so everybody out there learns a little bit about the organization and and what big brothers big sisters does i'm sure that uh, most of our listeners out there have probably heard of the organization before but I'm not sure that everybody really knows what they do. So if yeah. you were to just give us a quick summary of all of the programs and stuff that Big yeah. Brothers Big Sisters does, uh, you know, that'd, I think that'd really be a good start. Most definitely. So um, our local agency here in Salina, Kansas, we match kids in Saline County with volunteer mentors or just friends, as we call them, bigs. Um, we match them with a volunteer big who comes in. They spend 
about an hour a week with their little that we match with and they do things from you know community work or they'll help with homework my little and I we like to go out to eat a lot because food is the best thing in the world um, you know just do different things maybe some kids don't get that one-on-one -on -one chance that they need and it's kind of what our program does it just gives those kids an extra chance for a friend and somebody they can count on and so yeah. tell us about the event we're at today yeah bull for kids sake yeah. yeah so bull for kids sake it's our biggest fundraiser of the year uh, we like I said it's an all-day event it's a lot of fun Lots of planning, but it's worth it in the end, you know. So this event here, we recruit teams in the community and areas for businesses to friend teams to whomever wants to put a group of six or eight together to bowl, and they, you know, they'll get you their team together. You have a rough together. guess how many how many uh, signed up today? Um, let's see. So we got our last three sessions are full. So that's 20 lanes with six yeah, people. Yeah, it and looks then, packed in here right now. Uh, my other two lanes had about 14 lanes full. So good, real good. great numbers. Good. Way better than the last couple of years, which we're really excited about and. You know, not only do we get lots of businesses, new businesses involved this year, but we got a lot of returning businesses, which is always, we love seeing them. We love their support in our agency. And I mean, it's a lot, it's a fun day. We got, you know, every lane's full. They're bowling, hooping and hollering. The beer's flowing. I the beer is oh, yeah. definitely We've got flowing. Koozies here that we're handing out. Yeah. Oh, the beer is flowing. They rusted out some jello shots earlier. So, yeah. these koozies are uh -huh. hot off the press. Ooh. Got them this week. Oh, yes. For our guests, and we've never given one out until right now. I get one. You oh. get the first koozie for our guests. Would oh, you man. like a slim can or just Ooh. a regular size can? I've been drinking the slim cans I'm recently. I'm with you. I'm with you, know? you on that. There you go. I like those slim cans. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, this is really cool. I mean, this is the first time we've done something like this in a while, too. And yep. so, uh, I mean, like I said, it's been a great event. we got a lot going on and a lot of support from all of you guys and all of our people here. And so events coming up yeah. that we've got. So we've got we'll have the golf tournament coming up coming up yep. in June, the usual yep. time. Uh, we're going to do that at the municipal fun. golf course again this year. Yeah. Uh, we have the Frosty 5K later in the year. That's one of uh, our fundraisers. But we actually had another fundraiser that we kind of went away from, and now we're bringing it back. The Glow Run. So we're actually yes. going to do two runs this year, and the medals are actually going to be like half of a medal for each run. So you have to run both of them to get exactly. the full medal. So we'll we'll put some information uh, on our on our Facebook page for everybody once that once all that information comes out and we're available to sign up. We're working on some dates right now, but yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Those runs are, you know, we, people, we took the glow run away last year and we realized it was really sad. People loved that race, yep. and so bringing it back. Who doesn't love to look, run with some glow paint and some neon shirts? I'll have a beer in my hand. If there's beer at the end of the run, I'll do it. I'll be right hey, there I'm with you. I'll ask you one thing about I got a, I had a little about eight years ago, okay. ten years ago maybe, uh, and he's become an extended part of our family now. Oh, he's a definitely. senior in high school now. He probably started with us when he was third or fourth grade, mm -hmm. something like that. So uh, he's traveled with us. I mean, he's just he actually has turned into more of a uh, more of one of my kids than yep. anything, yeah. and we've we've enjoyed watching him grow up and everything. But as far as you. Can you tell us why somebody, I mean, personally for me, it just turned out great. We, right. had, we had a great kid, but why do you think someone should sign up with Big Brothers, Big Sisters? Or what? what uh, or tell me the process. I yeah. remember the process. Oh. We went down to Big Brothers, Big Sisters mm -hmm. one day and went through a book and just <laughs> picked our boy Jesus out oh, wow. from a book. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't it know is how, how it always <laughs> happens. It has changed a little bit. So, with um, for our people who are interested, you know, they can go. You know, come into our office and fill out with an application they fill out, or they can do it on our website, the bbbssalina.org. Um, they fill out the inquiry and application. Um, from there, they usually get a phone call and or email from myself, just, you know, saying, hey, let's schedule a time to talk. And 
we'll usually sit down for about an interview, kind of answer some questions for them, kind of tell them the process. One thing that we really pride ourselves here on our agency is we don't match you with the first kid on our wait list. Yeah. We get to know you, get to know if you're going to do you know, just you, if you're going to include your family in the match. We get to know all of you, figure out your preferences, kind of what you want as a little brother or sister, and then um, find a, the little who has similar preferences. And from there, right. I mean, our matches that we've got of our you know, 75 community-based, or sorry, 150 community-based matches, we're... I mean, most of those are great quality matches. They most of them go for many years. We've got I, one that's like eleven years. I right would now. think that you'll see the the longevity of that oh, match. Yeah. It, it should be longer, I yeah. guess, if yeah. you're if you're finding people that have similar exactly. interests and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So yeah. all we yeah all we ask is from most people is just a minimum of an hour a week or two hours every other week. Honestly, by the time I get my little, we decide what we're gonna do or where we're gonna eat. We eat. I get her home. It's almost two hours anyways, and so. From that, we just ask, you know, a minimum of a year. Majority of them do, like I said, last many yep. years and multiple years, and they are a part of your family. I mean, you said my Reber's, little Reber right? has had a little since yep. he was young, and he's <laughs> he's now probably 19, 20 years old, and I still think he's a part of his family, and he started oh, yeah. with him when he was probably six or seven years old. So I do think a lot of them end up becoming lifetime. You, you make lifetime friends. And I've really never known the parents of our little. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. met them, but I don't yeah. know them that well. But we're really close to our little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's neat because, like I said, I mean, whether it is, you know, you do build that relationship. And, like I said, whether they have one parent, two parents, multiple siblings, single sibling, or no siblings. I mean, really, our kids are all over the board as far as what their need is. And they just need an extra friend in their corner, and we're here to help with that. So, so we're going to get a little personal here. Bring it on. What do you think is the most rewarding part of your job mm. at Big Brothers Big Sisters? With my massive hat of a job. Um, a lot of it really is just hearing how much fun bigs and littles are having together. Um, you know, I do all the matching and I do the events and stuff, which is great. But, you know, following up when I see these matches, like we do have matches here bowling together, seeing them and seeing their, you know, they're really excited. They're here with their big and then maybe their friend has their big and little here. And so it's always fun to see them say, you know, hey, we went and did, you know, this the other day or, um, you know, I got to try this new food or things like that. Just seeing how excited they get when yep. they're together yep. and things like that yep well i've got one more question for you all right before we let you go okay is there anything that i didn't ask you that i should have asked you about big brothers big sisters what we need what do you need so obviously you know becoming you know a supporter in us whether you're uh, interested in being a volunteer out of our 65 plus kids on our wait list 60 percent of them are boys waiting for a positive male role model that's something we don't see enough. And, you know, getting some of those, um, just not even, you know, usually being a mentor, a man. I mean, just a kid to have a positive guy in their life. I mean, it's crazy to see how many kids don't have that or, you know, don't have a parent to look up to or to have that time with. And so, How many did you say is on the waiting list now? 65. That are just gone unmatched. Just gone unmatched. And the 65 that you've got out there, did their parents bring them in or did someone bring them in or the school refer them to you? Kind of a little bit of everything. Some are parents, some, um, you know, they're doctors or therapists. Some, like I said, yeah, schools mentioned, hey, hey, they'll, they'll get it okay with the parents. But typically we do have a parent say, yes, it's okay for them to be in the program. I understand that I've got to be in commitment, com- communication and commitment with the agency and the, li- the big. And so. This sounds funny, but I think part of the reason we got our little was his parents did not speak real good English uh-huh. and I think they wanted him to maybe be around yeah. people who spoke better English and helped him yep. uh, Most definitely. to be out on a second family that 
spoke speaks only English. So, yep. so I think it was good for him as well. It was good for us because I learned a little Spanish along the way. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we've got, like I said, we do have a lot of Spanish-speaking children on our wait list, like I said, for that reason or, you know, like I said, mom and dad are both working a lot or, you know, they like I said, they don't know as much English. They want the child to be able to, yep. you know, kind of help them succeed help in them school. Succeed. Yeah, some of them yep. do struggle in school when they are Spanish-speaking. So having somebody be able to help them with their reading or math and, yep. I mean, yeah. So how long have you been with the organization now? Has it been two years? Almost. April will That's be two years. Okay. Yeah, so pretty so much. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to help out. So in the okay. two, I've been on the board for nine years uh -huh. at Big Brothers Big Sisters, and my term just ended Sadly. at the board meeting last month. I'm still going to be involved and help out with running the events, specifically the golf tournament for the most part, but I'm, I'm going to be involved in other stuff on, on the committee for mm -hmm. the events. Yeah. However, for the last two years, this lady right here has <laughs> bugged me monthly almost about being a big brother. And I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm going to do it. Kevin, so that's one less like kid that's going to be on the wait list. So Kevin, anyone this else is out there listening, you really, really put a lot of thought into it. Because if, if Kevin's going to do it, <laughs> yeah. anybody can do it. No, I've been a part of this organization for going on a decade now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, I've personally seen what this organization has done for these kids. Yep. And I've had always had excuses as to why I didn't have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm not a part of the organization as far as being on the board anymore, I'm like, yeah. you know what, I really, I really want to do something different. And I hear all every board meeting we talk about how many kids are on the wait list, and I go yeah. to these events and I see them. So well, I'll be in the office next week to start the you process. Bet it. I'll, so. I'll be there. So there's one less kid on the one wait less list. The 29th of February is turning out to be a great day. It is yeah. a great day, <laughs> yes. And thank you guys. I mean, this is a lot of fun. and. Thank you for helping spread our word yep. about our mission. Absolutely. I love it. So okay. any parting words before you go? Anything you want to say or anything at all? The floor is yours. Yeah. I mean, like I said, whether you're in Salina or across the country, there's big brothers, big sisters all over. And, you know, we believe in defending the potential of every little in our Saline County here. And so step up and we know you can, if Kevin can do it, so can you. Yeah, I would agree with that. Agree. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, Thank Cammie. You. Thanks, guys. Go finish the session off, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get the next one kicked off here in a few minutes. Perfect, thanks. All right, thank you. Okay, so we are back from Bowl for Kids' Sake 2020. Embarrassing. Embarrassing for me. It depends on you. I, I bowled the best game I probably ever bowled in my life on the first one. I 152. Good. She 152. was a 152. I almost got halfway there. I think it was a 64. Had a 12-year-old beat me. Not good. Not a very good bowler. <laughs> well, I was pretty happy. One of one of our teammates, Phillip's brother, brought his own ball and his own shoes. Bowled, a, what, two 300s last week? Right, right. I couldn't beat him to, on the first game. Couldn't get a feel of this course, he says. Couldn't get a feel of it. Yeah, it's it's a new it's a new bowling alley. So they do. I you know I'm not enough bowler to know the difference between a good waxed lane or whatever. He plays enough that he said he knows right where the sweet spot is on his home lanes. Well, Stephen didn't know today. The sweet spot for me is just shoot her down the middle and throw it as hard as you can, and that still didn't work out very well. Me and Mo, Kevin's daughter, tied for most gutters. I don't know what to say to that. You're right. That's We're bad. awesome. We're awesome. So, well, uh, we left off. I think I was talking about pollinating lemon trees. So that's we'll probably right. move on from that, I guess. Um, oh, we were talking about the coronavirus. So still no coronavirus. Still no coronavirus. A lot of people Even here. Tonight, nobody's Kevin infected. just tried to get it, and he hasn't got it yet. So one of the things I wanted to talk about here today 
uh, that uh, also happened this week. So I tried a couple new restaurants in town. Have you uh, have have you been to the new Thai restaurant yet? I, here? I have not because I haven't been in town until I didn't get back in town until Tuesday, and late Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was a whole lot of catch up at work. So uh, so I haven't been anywhere except home and home and work. Well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience, and I'm not ready to judge it. It it just opened Friday. We went in that Tuesday, so I expect there to be issues. So we're going to go back. We'll give it another try before I give you a review. But I would like to tell you a little bit about my experience, if you'll give me a couple minutes to do no, so. I, go ahead. Go at it. So it's an interesting scenario. Um, you walk in. Legend still has the bar there, but then they're in the restaurant there towards the back. Okay. So we were okay. standing there waiting for a table, waiting for somebody to come guide us to the table, listening to three people at the bar sitting there talking about doing each other while they're, while they're sitting there at the bar and what they were going to do, which is interesting with a, with a 13-year-old Well, in a hotel there. bar, that's normal, isn't it? Uh, I would a hotel think so. bar. Yeah, I would think so. But, yeah, I was just kind of sitting there with a the 13-year-old. I was trying to uh, divert her attention as much as I could. But yeah. uh, I, the food was okay. Uh, so you, I think when you walk better. in, uh, so if you came in from the back door, when you walk in, if you just immediately walk to the left, you're in the bar, but you go straight ahead and go up to that's the correct. restaurant part? Yep, that's okay. correct. Yep. Okay, they're, so, they're, and they're not a part of each other? No. Then. Okay, well, yes I've not been no. out there yet. I, it's kind of a weird deal because you can't order liquor in the restaurant, but you can go to the, they'll let you go to the bar and get a drink and bring it back to your table. Okay. So I think, I think they're related to the family that owns the hotel somehow, and so they're probably getting a good deal on rent and that sort of thing. So food was okay. Um, you know, I like to judge a, I like to judge a, uh, just saying hi to somebody walking by. Sorry about that. Uh, I like to judge a, rest, a a good Thai restaurant by their Pad CU. Pad Thai is another one a lot of people. So we'll give it another shot. It, it was interesting. I but. am not probably into Thai food that much. I might have ate there a couple times in my life, but I'm not a uh, connoisseur of it in any means, by any means. My favorite cuisine outside of pizza. By it far. Is. Love it Thai food. Love it. Good Thai food is hard to beat. You know I'm not haven't got quite as good as Kevin. Kevin's been losing weight because he says that on a day that he's drinking beer, let's see if this still stands up. If he's gonna drink beer on a day, he's working out in the mornings. I did not do that today. Okay. But you did bowl, so that's sort of a workout. I, I bowled and I did a lot of stuff around the house because the K U K State but game was the last was couple of terrible. weeks what I've worked I, I I'm gonna always be what I am. I'm gonna be two thirty five to two fifty. Right now closer to two fifty. What I do not like is bloated stomach. Put on a shirt and look like you're bloated all the time. So we tried for this week, or for the last week, we've just been eating salads, chicken, not overloading. I feel like that half of my bloating is coming from. And I had two compliments yesterday. Man, you're looking skinny. And I, thought, and I told Lisa, I go, I haven't lost a pound. I'm just not bloated. Are you wearing vertical striped shirts? That might have been it. Black, <laughs> all black. So, so looks much better. I went to a second restaurant in town. So okay. Mocha's here in town. They've I, been here for a while. Right. They opened up a new place there on Crawford Street. So I went and tried that out. But went there a couple times actually. Once for a business meeting and once to try their lunch. I did. I knew the old one kind of served some food. I thought it was just breakfast only. So, so I think they've it's expanded new. their yep. menu. It was pretty good food. I, I'm not not gonna lie. It was pretty good. But here here's a yes sir. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> We've got guests coming by to see us. Yep. There's about probably, uh, what, what's the number you well, figure Well, there's 20 lanes, 20 at lanes least six people a lane. A so. couple of hundred people yep. in here right yep. now. And, um, and this is the busy time because we got the 8 o'clock session coming in, 6 o'clock session leaving. So right. quite a few people here. So if you hear somebody walk by and yell, that's where it's coming from. So apparently uh, Doc Driver over there thinks there's a show somewhere that uh, is going to happen. I'm not sure what that was all about. But uh, So going back to Mocha's, we were uh, – so I went there for lunch, pretty good food. Something happened that was kind of interesting, and – and then uh, it, it was reiterated to me later in the week when I went to Bogies. But so my tip for the week is always, always, always go through the drive-through at always. Mocha's at the new and Mocha's. anywhere. Okay. okay. So I went to Mocha's. I placed an order to go. When I got there, I saw the drive-through was backed up pretty good. So decided to go inside and see if maybe I could get something a little bit faster. Watched all these orders. All these people that ordered long after me walk out. And uh, so I kind of suspected that they were giving priority service to the drive-thru. And that kind of upset me a little bit that I'm being penalized because you, I got out of my car and walked inside. You most likely are, but I believe I talked to, one time I talked to uh, the man that owned the McDonald's here in town. Yep, saw him this morning, Doug. Doug Rim. And he, uh, I, I, I can't tell you the exact number he told me, but like, more 80% or so of his business is drive-through business. That's yep. why that drive-through has to click and go fast. Um, Thank you, sir. And, uh, and I'll tell you something about Doug Rimp. When he owned those businesses, he might have had the fastest, best drive-throughs yep. in the McDonald's yep. business. Oh, by and far I'm not just saying that because he's from Salina. He's, he's, uh, I can go to the McDonald's back down in Shawnee, Oklahoma. Don't, never stop at the McDonald's in Blackwell, Oklahoma. If you ever have, don't do it again. I just Slow did it this week. and rude and dirty. Did you go? Did you notice it, or maybe it's got I just better? went through the drive-through. So. Multiple times we've stopped in there, and it's not been. It's nothing like the experience. Doug will absolutely spoil you on, yes, on his experience. I agree. Clean. I agree. Sharp, Great nice guy. people. Great guy. Doesn't own them anymore, uh, but I think the people that are still working there, he he uh, he hired them. Yep. And uh, and many of them are uh, still run it like he used to run it. He, so, he always hooked anyway, me up with some about, coffee when he was about in there. So, so, anyway, so Friday, th this is where it really, I kind of suspected that the drive-thru was getting some preferential treatment. Yep. So, so Friday, I went to Bogey's to grab a quick lunch. I was out running some errands. Decided that uh, I was going to call in, a little short on time, get the order placed. Call in, place the order. She says it's going to be about 10 minutes. I show up there. By the time I got paid and everything, it's probably about 11, 12 minutes. So right there, and nothing. So that's fine. A couple people take their orders, whatever. So I asked the kid after about 20 minutes. That I asked the kid. I said, "Hey, uh, do you saw my order?" He said, "Oh, we're just waiting on fries." Okay. So I waited about another 10 minutes. Multiple orders are coming out that ordered long after me with fries on there. So I said, "Hey." What, what's up with this, man? Are those my fries? Are those my fries? Are those my fries? He's like, no, I'm still waiting on fries, man. I said, well, all those people order after me. He, he had no idea. So he, he comes up to me and he said, well, he goes, we're really backed up in the drive-thru, and drive-thru gets preferential treatment around here, so that's where all your <laughs> fries went. So finally had somebody that admitted to me that that's actually the case. So we're, uh, we're just wrapping up the uh, six to eight session, which is what we just built in. 
And so there's a lot of people walking by giving me and Kevin some funny looks. They're not real sure what's going on here. We're going to start handing out our koozies. I just got another funny look. So uh, if this is your first time listening to us after being down at Big Brothers Big Sisters, remember go to Facebook and uh, comment on some of our stories. I, yep. I posted the story about the uh, – actually yep. had Lisa post the story yep. about the guys in Newton, you know, the – the referees leaving the court and uh, and the fan disruption in Newton, but there's always something interesting to put on Facebook. So listen to that. I got I got one more story for you because we've right. talked about this before. So did you hear anything about the Astros spring training game so far? It's been uh, it's been just exactly what I thought. They brought in Dusty Baker just I believe to be the peacemaker. Everybody likes Dusty Baker, right? Yep. He's a peacemaker and he's trying to kiss everyone's butt. But he's one of those guys we've talked about, how they keep recycling these yep, managers. Yep. But I think his his is a legit re, legit recycle because I truly believe that he's only there because most people in big league baseball like Dusty Baker. Yep. Oh, yeah. And he's going he's gonna to give a little bit of a better face to the uh, – but, but go ahead and tell what's well, been going on. Well, story of the week number two. You can't make this stuff up. We got two guys that show up at one of the Astros spring training games. With signs. One of the people from the Astros went and stole their signs. So now the Astros are stealing signs about stealing signs. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I you can't make that. this stuff up. Yeah. Well, so, I watched Altuve, and first, there's, there's two or three guys that are really upset. Jose Altuve, uh, over Jose Altuve. And I would expect that Judge is big. Judge is big at uh, being upset. And the second one, which just kills Major League Baseball, is Mike Trout yep. has said bad things. So yep. you take two of the most upstanding guys, yep. Trout and Judge, blasting the Astros, yep. then it's not good. Absolutely. Not yep. good. So, yeah, so the first stolen signs of 2020 for the Astros. It's an actual stolen training, sign. Actually stealing actual the signs. Yep. So a couple shout-outs before we take off for the evening. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Tom Loudis over at Paragon Business Forms that hooked us up with our koozies. We'll put some pictures on Facebook if you Thank want you, one. Tom, let us hopefully know. you're listening. Well, if he's not, he's going to. So, um, one more shout out that I wanted to, to uh, throw out there. Congrats to the uh, Kansas Wesleyan women's basketball team here in Salina for winning the outright conference championship, first, first time, time in history. history. Yeah, so, the uh, athletic director there at Wesleyan is one of our loyal listeners. So, uh, hey, congrats out there! Great season and. Uh, Future's looking bright. The last thing I want to do is, is thank Big Brothers Big Sisters to be out here putting on this uh, event tonight. So yeah, thank Cammy for uh, jumping on here with us for a few minutes, telling us a little right, bit about the organization. Interview. First our interview, February 29th. Thank you for getting on here with us, Cammy, and uh, and promoting Big Brothers Big Sister. It did it yep. did something in our family, you know. And if yep. you're not involved in it, yep. And Kevin says Kevin made a commitment earlier in the podcast. He's going to get a little. Yep, I'm going to be a tell, big brother. Has he told the family yet he's going to be a big brother? My daughter gets so, so mad at me for the stupidest thing, so I'll have another kid that's going to hey, hopefully more, appreciate me. There's more than me. 65 people here right now that could take one, and I'm telling you it's a small t- piece of time that you're committing to. Uh, we, we, we committed to about an hour a week with Jesus whenever he first moved in with us or, or first started hanging out with us. Yep. And here yep. we are years later, and he spends more time with us now than yep. he did back then. So it's great to watch him grow up and be a part of another kid's family. But Yep, absolutely. So um, yep, so that wraps up Episode 10. Philip, any parting words? No, thanks for listening. And 50 so far has gone real smooth, real smooth.
What, how far are you into this? A week yet? 50 and uh, four days. I was born, I was Tuesday birthday. Well, I've got 42 coming mind. up here in a few weeks. 42. So. Yep. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank uh, again, like us on, uh, on Facebook. Follow us on there. We'll give you all of our updates. Subscribe to us. Listen to us on any, whatever you like to listen to your podcasts on. If you got any questions, let us know. Any ideas for topics on shows, let us know. We're more than happy to, uh, to entertain you guys. So thanks for listening, and we'll check back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.